The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I am your host, Dr. Drayvon James, and I'm super excited to have you here with us today on the Unity Online Radio Network, where we explore the concept of developing a life of peace every day. We do this every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or whatever time it is in your corner of the world right now. And that's right, a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Can you even imagine such a thing? I'm here to tell you that, yes, it's possible, yes, you deserve it, and yes, you can achieve it. Listen, I'm a mother of two teenagers, a wife, a full-time pharmacist, an actress, an author, and the creator of Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James, where I do workshops, keynote speaking, touring for seminars, and what have you, and my day, just like your day, is very busy. But just because we're busy doesn't mean that we cannot have a life of peace every day. Listen, it's a practice. Learning how to adopt new skill sets, doing things a little bit differently than we did before, and yes, being aligned with a, with a team, a network of people, a tribe that supports you in your endeavors of developing these skill sets. Today, I'm super excited because it's the beginning of a new year, and a lot of us have the goal to get our health back to where it used to be. We want to get balanced in that department. We may be looking at our blood sugar levels, our cholesterol, our weight, blood pressure, a number of things. And while we are following the uh, the advice of our healthcare practitioners, that's so important that we do, there is another concept, another layer, if you will, that sometimes we miss out on. And this is foundational to having great health. So today I'm super excited to have with us a guest today who's going to talk to us about our spiritual health and checking in on that, a spiritual health checkup, if you will, and how important that is. That's sort of the missing link, if you will, for some of us to developing a lifestyle that includes a physical, physical, healthy body. So I'm glad to have on the line with me today, Dr. Taryn Tranquility Foster. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Hi, Dr. Drayvon. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) We're excited to have you with us. I mean, this is a great topic because so many people are doing everything that they know in their power to physically get their health together. They're, They're following great advice from great practitioners and they're you know, watching their diet, watching their weight, getting exercise, but sometimes they're still not getting the results that they're looking for. Yes, so they're putting a absolutely. lot of thing in. 
Yeah, they're not getting a lot out of that. So I wanted to start in the beginning before we jump into the details of that. You are a naturopathic doctor. And yes. um, what does a naturopathic doctor do? Well, naturopathic medicine, I, I, I absolutely am very grateful. I feel called into this path. But naturopathic medicine really is a system of healing, which combines sort of the ancient wisdom and the science and technology of modern medicine. So it's really based on a belief that the human body has the innate ability to heal itself. And then we still utilize, you know, modern technology to assist with our body in its healing process. So we really, as a naturopath, we attend accredited naturopathic medical schools. And our greatest concern is really about keeping people well and reducing the risk of disease. And we focus on holistic, proactive prevention and comprehensive treatment. And we usually do this through a, a variety of modalities to increase the vitality in the body. So we use anything from clinical nutrition, herbal medicine, exercise, detoxification, fasting, sort of um, herbal medicine, light therapy, stress management, mind-body healing, and counseling. So all of those modalities are incorporated into our treatment plans with our clients and patients. Wow, that definitely does sound very inclusive. And in the beginning, you said, you know, you combine the ancient wisdoms, which I think is so very important, and yeah. modern clinical wisdom. So that's great because it's not it's not a either or sort of thing. Absolutely, it's, it's, absolutely. I think if you have a system that is not looking at uh, both aspects in terms of healing uh, practices that have worked for thousands and thousands of years that may not necessarily uh, be on the research papers but have had uh, um, been successful in healing throughout the world, um, making sure that we take those into consideration and using food as healing as well, but then looking at all of the advances that we have in science to make sure that uh, people are able to overcome acute and chronic conditions in their life. I love the fact that you just said using food because food is, I mean, it's something that no one's going to get away without partaking in. But so often we don't understand the importance of what we eat and how yes. we eat, how we consume food. I was talking to someone um, and she was telling me about mixing certain things together. And it was just really interesting to me that a lot of us, myself included, we think, well, you're hungry, you just eat, you know, you, you know, it's, try to cut down on the sugars and try to cut down on the fried foods, but there really is a science to eating for health. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, it's really important that I, I think people eat because it's, like you're saying, it's to just feed the body, right, and because it pleases the tongue. But it's not always taken into consideration how it's impacting the body and how it can be a contributor to disease. So if you're not choosing foods that are going to ultimately be a partner in healing your body, as well as it's satisfying and tasty to, to people, you want a combination of both. But if you just kind of uh, don't even take that into consideration, then people make unhealthy food choices, uh, they end up being overweight, it leads to chronic conditions, and that is why there is such an increase in, you know, um, hypertension and high cholesterol and heart disease and all of these other diseases, cancer included. Yeah, it's so important that you say we don't just eat for taste. I'm sitting here smiling because over the holidays, my mom was visiting and she had some beet 
juice and I like beets. Mm. But when she gave me the beet juice, I was like, oh, I'm not so sure I can consume. Yeah. And she went, on, she went on to tell me about how, you know, how nutritious it was for the body. Now, this is, you know, over two weeks later. And just today I was sitting in my office and I thought about that beet juice. And I said to myself, wow, I could have had a more intelligent approach <laughs> to get in. But, but taste is a factor. And so often I think we reject things that are really, really nutritious for our body because we are so accustomed to eating just for taste. Yeah. Yeah. And the assumption being that because it's good for you, that it's going to be awful. And that's not necessarily the case, you know, so we have to look at um, finding that balance between the assumption uh, that healthy food is not going to be what you would desire or find in a great restaurant or all of those things. And so completely avoiding it to just, you know, trial and error, right? Everyone, I think it's important for them to find what they like and to, to, to try different things out. But there are healthy foods that are tasty, that are so available, all kinds of vegan and vegetarian chefs, you know, that are out there posting online and doing amazing work and, and providing those foods. So I'm, I'm happy that it's readily available. When I think about when I came out of medical school, you could barely, you know, find a lot of these things in cities that were not really um, – sort of part of the trending wave of eating well, right? So it's important that now it's easier to find. Um, I think it's readily available. People can go online and find recipes and, and, and make that a part of their lifestyle, not just something that it's like, oh, I just have to do that when I'm sick. So it's a part of everyday life. Because really the idea is, I mean, if you're sick, I'm sure you can use this to get better, to heal yourself. But the idea is if you're not sick, this is a great time to start incorporating these things so that you can preserve balance in your health. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and wanting to avoid like pesticides and herbicides and genetically modified foods, things that can cause, you know, changes in your cellular structure and, and, and cause sort of the process of disease to start over time. And so sometimes it's, it's thinking that, well, disease is automatic and it, it just kind of came upon a person. But usually it's, it's a process that has occurred over time and food is a, usually a, a huge contributing factor to the start of the disease process. If you're not feeding your body the nutrition, the nutrients that you need, oxygenating the body, and by choosing foods that are also going to actually enhance uh, cellular energy instead of deplete you. Yeah, that's that's so that's so amazing. So I we're talking yeah. we're talking today about spiritual health and getting a spiritual yeah. health checkup. And I know that there are probably so many people in the listening audience who are eager, just as I was when we were talking about it earlier later last week, that to understand this, you know, what is spiritual health first of all, and what mm. is the between that and physical health? Yeah, you know, spiritual health is um, such a secret key to me to truly healing on every level. It's like, you know, really understanding that we are spiritual beings. And in order to heal any disease, we must really take into consideration like our consciousness and our vibration as contributing factors of disease. So when I think about spiritual health, it's about looking at these factors on a much deeper level than just our physical symptoms. So, if, you know, when you have disease or negative emotions or 
thoughts and behaviors and you're being spiritually disconnected. These are the things that make people sick. And I want people to understand that if you have a low vibration due to these issues and you don't address sort of what's underneath of that, whether it's the shadow of depression and fear or low self-worth or lack of self-love, you know, a, a cleansing this kind of negativity or clearing it that can be within sort of the way that you are processing or experiencing life, it can be an obstacle to healing. And it lowers a person's vibration and makes their it, – it, and, and literally, when you think about it physically, when you have a low vibration from whether it's the disease process or negative thinking, et cetera, then it lowers your physical well-being. Like your, your, it suppresses your immune system. It can cause you to, you know, start coming down with colds and flus. It can start causing you to have headaches and, you know, these things that are what people would consider outside of themselves, right, are really coming from deep within. And then it creates, uh, you know, a whole sort of a milieu or an environment for physical health to become depleted. But when you want to lower your vibration, I mean, when you want to increase your vibration, we're talking about things like practicing prayer and meditation and, you know, communing with God to to really raise your vibration. And that's the spiritual health that I'm talking about. It doesn't mean that you discount the environmental factors or uh, the unhealthy eating habits, um, you know, your work and your uh, relationship and life stressors as contributing factors to illness. That's on the physical side of it. But spiritually, in order to really transform your health, you have to be addressing these underlying issues that can come up in what looks like a, a shadow form, you know, rising to the surface and, and creating a lot of um, imbalance, not only in your body, but maybe mentally, emotionally, as well as spiritually. Wow. So, and it, and it seems like it would be so easy to tap into taking care of our spiritual health. But as you were talking, I was thinking that there are a lot of, I think, external factors that could play, come into play that could decrease your spiritual health. What I was thinking, like if you have like a lot of stress on your job or stress in your marriage or stress in your home life and you don't have positive uh, energetic ways to address that, to release that, that and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that could diminish your spiritual health. That and then that diminished spiritual health could then by have a diminishing physical health component to it. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's for me. I don't. I don't see a separation between our physical existence and our spiritual existence. I truly believe that that our spiritual life impacts our day to day experience. And so whatever it is that we're walking and talking on a day-to-day basis and just doing like what you were saying in the beginning, you know, you're a mom and you're a wife and, you know, you're, you're, you're doing things in your life, everyone is living their life. And so you can't separate what you do every day from the fact that energy is all around us and that we are impacted by a spiritual uh, uh, way of, of living that we don't see, right? And so everything that we're doing becomes interconnected. And so when we are literally living out our experiences and having these stressors, like our work and family life and, and parenting and all of these things, we are impacted. It affects our emotions. It affects the way that we think. It affects uh, the time that we're able to, to set aside, to commune, to have everyday peace. 
right? And so they're intertwined with one another. And yes, it does. It, it's like they go back and forth. So if you're feeling like you are sick in bed because you have the cold, then it may not give you the motivation to spend quiet time that you need to enhance your spiritual life. If you are feeling spiritually disconnected or anxious or fearful or depressed, then, you know, you may start to develop that cold. And so they're, they, they are working together. And if you create harmony in one physically or harmony spiritually, then that's where you find the balance. That's where you actually, the healing comes from. It's not one or the other. It's both. Right. Yeah, of course. And this, this message is so important that you share with, with the whole world, because as you said, we are one being inter- intertwined. We can't separate our physical body from our spiritual spiritual self. So being able to care for both the, both our physical health and our spiritual health, and I'm not necessarily in that order, uh, but is so very important. How, how do you teach people this? How do you how does the average person develop an understanding of their spiritual health and making sure they're checking in on a daily basis, just like they drink water or eat nutritious food on a daily basis? Yes, yes. You know, I, I feel like that is the realm of when it comes to my field of, of, of health care, um, holistic health care, that that is a process of education. It is something that people have to learn to incorporate into their daily life. And so it's, it's kind of not like this one thing that you choose to do will bring, a, bring about your spiritual well-being. It's about understanding that you are a spiritual being and understanding that because you are that and because you are energy, that everything that you do is going to have some kind of, it's going to ripple out in some form. And so that ripples out into whether it's a, um, uh, you know, sort of when you look at duality, you know, a positive or to a negative. And so teaching people who they are and what they are created to be in terms of being these spiritual beings living in a physical reality and then helping them to understand, okay, so now that you know that, what is it that you can do that is applicable to your specific life? Because I truly believe that everyone has not only their own individual life, we have similarities amongst all of us, but you also are living your specific story, right? Your particular life experience. And so what works for you is, is prayer and meditation what, is, what you can practice on a daily basis? Is exercise something that you must do, but what type of exercise do you love? Um, you know, how, what positive relationships do you have in your life that can support you in your healing? And what negative relationships that you have to look at, whether they need to be released or whether they need to be transformed? It's, it's, it's looking at all aspects of, of people's lives to, t- to help them to see what it is that will work specifically for them so that they can break through sort of these, these uh, feelings on emotional well-being and mental well-being and, and spiritual and physical. And if you're in people, I think it's, it change is something that is not always um, an easy process for every person. You know, changing your diet, when people think about diet, it's like, oh, no, I, I don't even want to have to consider that. I need to stay on a diet for a certain period of time. But in order to really have breakthroughs in different areas of your life 
so that you can find your balance and peace, then there are certain things that have to be incorporated into your daily walk um, and into your lifestyle. So choosing to eat healthy, choosing to have prayer, choosing to have exercise. It's very intentional in educating people around the world about what will work for them to bring that change about in their life, I think is, is something that you having your radio show is all about and, and what people are continuing to speaking about um, to help people learn more and more about what's available to them. I love the the idea that you just used the word choosing because it really is a choice. It really it comes down to what it is that you value in this moment. Yeah, you know, and and sometimes we're tempted to go back to how we normally handled stress, or and we have to really look at how did that serve us. You know, yeah. is that really giving us the results. It's so easy to fall back on old practices, but we have to realize that every day we're choosing again. We're either choosing yeah. to try something new that could affirm the healthy lifestyle that we want, or we're choosing to continue in a pattern that is not as beneficial for us. I got to ask you this question as you were talking. When you first started practicing and teaching the spiritual health, what were some of the challenges and conflicts that you faced trying to take, you know, that, that because the world is so, we, we mentioned duality. We have a duality mm -hmm. about us. We, we love to talk about trying new things, but then we get stuck in a pattern. So as you were trying to get, you know, get started, what were some of the challenges that you faced in trying to take your eyes off of developing your program or getting people to mm -hmm. follow, follow this way of thinking? Yes, yes. Well, it's interesting, challenges. Um, when I first got out of naturopathic uh, medical school, it wasn't popular. <laughs> there was no uh, Dr. Oz. There was no holistic conversations. I mean, this is what, uh, you know, sort of being forerunners uh, in this field, even though naturopathic medicine is, is hundreds of years old. Um, and so it wasn't the popular trendy choice. And often people would say, you know, what is a naturopathic doctor? They didn't even know. And uh, so the challenge for me at that time is I was a new mom working to balance work and new mommy life um, and building a new business and sort of getting very little sleep. And right, what I was saying before about being intentional, I had to set intentions and make time for my spiritual practice, for prayer, for rest in order to find my, my peace. So I had to intentionally create that and to sort of take my eyes off the fact that I was in a mode of truly working to educate, to do uh, talks and workshops, to get people to even understand how important natural medicine was, to understand how important holistic therapy was, and to understand that uh, you know, that, that we were focused on treating the whole person, that we were focused on treating the underlying cause, and that it wasn't just about symptoms. And so in order to not be frustrated by the challenge of lack of awareness and information and support, right, worldwide around the particular field in naturopathic medicine, I just put, I set the intention to, to continue to do what I needed to do to bring to receive balance in my personal life so that when I went back out there, you know, <laughs> to educate people, I was aware that this is something that was important, that it was powerful, that it was necessary, 
and that people were benefiting from it. Um, and they would continue to do so in a, in a wide scale. And I'm just grateful for where we are today with the, the awareness that people have about natural healing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We've come a long way for, mm-hmm. it's almost a mainstream conversation. And what I hear you to be saying is that you had obstacles. And, and I like to say on the Everyday Peace Show with Dr. Drayvon James, those obstacles could have been stumbling blocks but you turned them into stepping stones because here you are now with this booming business and uh, awareness that came, you know, where it was in the dark ages before it's mainstream now, but you utilize your, all those stumbling blocks, being a new mom to reinforce you practicing the techniques that you were teaching. Yes. And I, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because we can get so driven when we're trying to develop something, whether it's something in healthcare or anything else, that we neglect ourselves. Yeah. But, you know, we have yeah. best intentions, and that creates an energy around us, us too that is not healthy. You know, you're going out of here talking about using your spiritual health to balance your the physical body, and trying to get bring awareness bring awareness to, to the world about something that's ancient, but for, almost forgotten. Yeah. And at the same time, yeah. you could have burned, you could have burned yourself out, right? <laughs> you could have been out there. <laughs> so it's so, it, I think that's so important. That's a message to every listener that self is so important. The care of self is so important. It is from that space that you create everything externally. Yeah. So if yeah. you neglect yourself and pour all of your energies into your business, no matter how great that business is for the world at large, you neglecting yourself creates an energy of lack. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's unhealthy. That's that's so that's so that's a whole talk in itself, but that's just beautiful <laughs> that you were able to talk about that. So and I think yeah. I was gonna you how do you incorporate your practice into your in, into your everyday peace like in your life just talk you know you as the practitioner you as the whole person how do you incorporate these practices so that you currently maintain your peace on a daily basis yeah it's you know it's 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 something that like you were saying it, you know what in the beginning of my practice were my challenges and then which which are many besides being a mom you know i was hit by a drunk driver so i had 10 years of back pain and um just overcoming that process as part of what it is that i um you know through living out my own healing process wanted to impart to my patients practical spirituality Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach around the world, we depend on the generosity of listeners like you. If you enjoy the programming, please make your donation today by going to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Catherine Ponder, taken from a classic talk called The Prosperous Truth, recorded at Unity of Austin in 1991. 
God is extravagant supply. Get that, extravagant. God is extravagant supply. He brings forth the best robe. He spreads a banquet table, as we saw last night, with good things on which we may feast. He overflows our cup. He opens the windows of heaven and pours out a blessing. And then this is what the Unity Correspondence Course said. Why are you satisfied with such meager living when you may have so much? To find out more about Unity teachings, visit unity.org. Sometimes you might feel so alone with your problems, you don't know where to turn. We invite you to call Silent Unity, the 24-7 prayer ministry, where someone is waiting to pray with you every day at any hour. Listen and relax as you hear their beautiful words affirm the highest and best outcome for you and those you love. No matter what's going on in your life, Silent Unity is always standing by. Call today, 816-969-2000. Did you know Unity has published a new book by Eric Butterworth? This wonderful writer and teacher who is loved by so many people left a recorded class called Practical Metaphysics that has now been turned into a book. It's Vintage Butterworth. He explains how to live from a deeper state of consciousness and awaken to health, love, prosperity, and peace of mind. Practical Metaphysics. Find it online by going to unity.org and click shop. Discover what your dreams are trying to tell you. Join dream expert, best-selling author, and hypnotherapist Kelly Sullivan Walden for Ask Dr. Dream every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Central. Kelly will awaken you to the wisdom of your dreaming mind with expert interpretation as well as introduce you to fascinating guests. Each week you'll get information you can use to help make decisions and gain greater self-awareness. Join the show live or listen later on demand here on unityonlineradio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. We are here with Dr. Foster, a naturopathic doctor, and we're discussing about the obstacles and, uh, well, the conflicts that she had and obstacles that she overcame in starting her business and the practices that she uses now, currently, right now, today, to keep herself in everyday peace, peace every day as she parents and builds a business and takes care of patients and all that's going on in her busy life and the practices that she has incorporated to keep herself surrounded in peace from the inside out. And Dr. Foster, we went to the break and we sort of cut you off. So we want to jump back into that question. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, when you were asking that and I was talking about being being a new mom as as one of the challenges of creating a practice. And um, also I had been hit by a drunk driver many, many, many years ago and had 10 years of back pain. So I had been going through my own healing process of that and overcame it completely. But, you know, when you're, when you're doing your own healing, then you 
it is so important to, to practice things that, that you can uh, impart to others because you understand exactly what uh, is required in order to heal permanently because I believe when you are practicing spiritual health, then you can heal permanently and not just heal symptoms. And so I would incorporate exercise and meditation. I would reduce my work stress, sort of relaxation and breathing techniques. I did a lot of diet changes and, and sort of nonstop prayer. And I think that's why I love holistic medicine so much because it really helps you to, you know, find your balance within and without as well as the balance with yourself, your creator, within your life, um, your surroundings, and people that you're connected to. And I think those are practices that you must incorporate into your life every day in order to have your everyday peace. It's just, it's a necessity. It is um, what I feel helped me to continue on my trajectory of, of my, my path and my career and helped me to become a better mother <laughs> um, and a better practitioner, having those practices that were part of my personal life. Yeah. What would you say to somebody, though, who, and I, and I hear this from time to time, people who say just making time to meditate, to pray, to take a stress nap or a stress bath or to walk in nature, just trying to create that time in their day creates mm-hmm. more stress. Yeah. I, I, you know, I am somebody that's very practical. <laughs> so I don't, it's, I don't think it's just always about making time because uh, it is important to take into consideration the amount of time that we have available to us in a day. Um, but people have busy, busy lives. And sometimes if you're, you know, you're a mom, you're a career woman, you're, you're, you're super busy, it's not always easy to just look at it as a simplified making time. I think what I always uh, want to impart and advise to my patients is that you make a commitment. Because making the commitment um, because you want to be well. You're making the commitment because how you feel without it is not good enough for you. It's not empowering to you. And if you're seeking to not just have physical well-being but spiritual well-being, these become must-haves. And so if your must-have is only 20 minutes a day or your must-have is two hours a day, then you have to look at that individually and then make the commitment that that's something that I must incorporate into my life in order for me to be the person that I need to be in my life, in order for me to uh, experience uh, you know, emotional well-being, in order for me to be a good parent, in order for me to go to work every day. I need this in my life. And so it's not just time. It's, it's about your intention and it's about your commitment to yourself, really, your self-love. I like that. It's a, it's a commitment that you make to yourself. When you make it a commitment, it's like you may not have time to wait in the carpool line, right? Because you've got to be somewhere else. But it's a commitment and everything else is going to have to wait till it's your turn in the carpool line. That's really just what it is, right? Yes, yes, Absolutely. Like this is years and years ago, my children were small. I read an article and it talked about people who are really busy. And of course, all new parents are busy, especially if they're working or inside or outside the home, it doesn't matter. And the article said that you can be too busy to put gas in your car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but if you're busy long enough, 
the car is going to stop running, right? You've got to make a commitment to stop and put gas in your car. And that's the same Right. Yeah. Never left my mind. And and I have to be reminded of that from time to time. We do have two callers on the line. I'm going to um, go to them if that's all right. Absolutely. Our first caller is. Oops, I hope I didn't lose them. Tony, you're on the line with Hello. Dr. Drayvon James. Hello. Dr. Foster. Hi. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Hey. We have Dr. Foster on the line. Yeah. Hello. Hi. How are you? Another hello. Hello. Hi. We can how hear are you. Good. Good. Hey, Doctor Foster. This is Tony. Hi. Good to hear from you. How How are you? I just wanted to say I was calling just to say to anybody who's listening that how great you are, the good work you've done for me, and it's just wonderful to have somebody who is so advanced in taking care of one's mind and body. And so I just wanted to just shout kudos out to you because you're just wonderful. That's all I wanted Thank, to say. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate that. And you know what? That makes a big difference, too, when, when people can call in and give a testimonial like that because they're utilizing the services. So thank you so much. Enjoy your day, and thank you for being part of the tribe. All right. And keep up the great work, Dr. Draymond James. A great show as usual. Oh, thank you for that. We'll talk with right. you next Monday, hopefully. Thank <laughs> you, right. Tony. It's, thank you. <laughs> Another right. caller on the line. Um, hello, you're on the line with Dr. Drayvon James. Is this Deborah, Deborah? Deborah, yes. Hi. Hi. How are hello, you? Hello. Yes, loving the show. Um, so, Dr. Foster, here's a question that I have. Um, First, I was on a spiritual journey, have been on a spiritual journey for a long, long time, and mm-hmm. maybe just maybe just one long, not a long, long time. <laughs> 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 and uh, I noticed that I, I remember I was in a relationship with someone, and uh, it wasn't until he told me that I knew that I had some issues emotionally. I, I knew I had some challenges, but I I thought that my spiritual practices was taking care of that. Mm. Uh, And so um, he said to me, uh, as he uh, sent me a a dear uh, Jane letter, uh, that I was emotional high maintenance, Mm. um, which was very much a gift to me. Mm -hmm. And I went on a journey to, to heal that. And then later I heard about this thing called a spiritual bypass. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with that? Yes. Yes, I am. Yes. And so could you speak on the role of emotional health as it relates to physical health? Mm, yes, yes. You know, it, it, it's so important to understand that we are multidimensional, right? We are multidimensional, and our human energy system is, uh, one that we have to take into consideration when we're addressing anything, especially our emotions. Our emotions are so multi-layered and, uh, you know, have a tremendous amount of energy behind them. So not only energy behind them, but stories behind the emotions that we feel. So we are made up to have them naturally, but sometimes they become imbalanced because we have a lot of stories linked to what brings up a certain type of emotion or reaction in different situations. And so when you talk about, like, 
with the spiritual bypass is that often what people look at is that I am doing my prayers or I am walking the spiritual path, and so I'm going to use that as an excuse not to do deeper healing. And sometimes it's important for everyone to look at emotional blocks that may be creating an imbalance in their life. It can be affecting, like you're saying, your relationships. It can be coming from childhood traumas and emotional wounds. And if you just kind of sit in a place of denial and don't look at them, don't heal them, don't don't seek to find where they're coming from and they lay in the depths of your being, like in a shadow state, then oftentimes they will rear themselves in different dynamics and different situations with different people. Um, And so those are stressors that can contribute to illness. And it's very key that not only whether it's you taking a look at it and and being honest with, with yourself about how you're being or that someone becomes the mirror to reflect back to you where that emotional balance may be and that you take the path to, to look at that and heal it. Emotional well-being is also, I feel like, I don't, like I said, I don't see people as compartmentalized. So all aspects of ourselves, because we're multidimensional, are key to our healing. We must look at the emotions and how to heal them. We must look at what's going on with our thoughts and our mindset, and we must look at our spiritual path. Not because if we take one path, that that means we don't we ignore everything else, right? It's like, oh, I pray, so I don't need to eat well, or I am, you know, I'm, I'm easygoing, so I don't have to look at the fact that I may have negative thoughts about my coworker. Like all of those pieces are part of who we are, and you have to find balance for all of them. They're all key. Thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you, Devorah. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for being part of the tribe on Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. We have another caller that I'm going to go to in just a second. I want to say that I love what you just said. It just, this is what we talk about in Everyday Peace. Peace is wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. And that includes in our emotions, right? That includes just as you, as you use that great example. So you pray. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. There's there. That's part of the journey. But we also got to get there and find these other aspects of you as an individual, and make this yeah. every piece to be whole in all of these areas. That was just that, that was beautiful. And I hope our listeners really um, get that. As we're yeah. looking at um, physical health and our spiritual health, we're also including our emotional health in all aspects of ourselves, our oneness. Our next caller on the line is Tammy. Tammy, thank you. Hello. Hello. Yes, hi, this is Tammy. And hi, um, hi Dr. James, I, I love you so much, and I'm so glad I got a chance to hear you. Um, thank oh. you for the, for the guest that you have today. Earlier in the broadcast, she was talking about low or high vibrations. I don't know what that means, and I want to know how I can do anything about it if I have low or high vibrations. Yes. So, so, so when I when you talk about vibration, vibration is just energy, and so if we look at it from a sort of physics perspective, everything around us is energy, and then based on its vibration, it becomes solidified um, into what we see as matter. And so, when we're talking about electrons and neutrons we can't see them but they are there vibrating at a particular level and even when it comes to disease 
different diseases, when they actually measure them frequency-wise within a lab, they have different vibrations. So say, for instance, like, and I'm just going to use this, say cancer is vibrating at a one, and then, you know, if you're in your highest well-being, you're vibrating at a 30. So it's okay. like, so, so, so when, it's, when I'm talking about low, low vibration, there are things in life that can, can lower your energy or increase your energy. And so if you, if you have, uh, like the, the, uh, Deborah who called before, if you're suffering from emotional imbalance, so say you're suffering from depression, that's going to lower your energy. No one with depression feels energized and joyful and excited, right? And so it's, it, it becomes that lower. If you're feeling ill all the time and you're in, in a lot of pain, then that will lower your vibration. But when you're talking about being in gratitude or having um, a lot of joy or having the energy to, to exercise and to, to, to be out in the world, um, then your vibration is usually higher. And so you want to be looking at those things that you can incorporate into your life that are going to increase your energy and not deplete you. And from that, once you, as you continue to increase your energy, it raises your vibration, and that is what can help you overcome certain types of illnesses, certain thought patterns, um, because when they're low uh, emotions, they are usually vibrating very low. That could be anger or guilt or shame. And okay. then when you're talking about happiness and all of those things, that is going to be um, a higher vibration. And so those, those things that you do every day, can make a difference. And foods too. Foods can lower your vibration. If it's junk food or a lot of sugar or high salt, um, high fat, uh, fried foods, then that's going to make you, you feel depleted. But if you eat uh, lots of fruits and vegetables and, and uh, whole grains, then you'll have more energy in your life. Very good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dr. James. You're so Thank welcome. You. Oh. What you just said is amazing about the foods. I think we don't associate that with our energy levels, right? Because if you have to sleep after you eat, right? If you've ate, yeah. you know, we always hear, you know, oh my goodness, I just had a good meal. I have to lie down. I'm so tired. That's not a nutritious meal. That may be a tasty meal, but food is supposed to give us energy. It's supposed to bolster us, right? Yeah. So that was a yeah. very good point that we make about food. Is there anything that you're working on right now that you would love for the listeners to know about in your business? Dr. Foster? Hello? Yes. Is, I said, is there oh. anything else you're working on in your, in your business right now that you would love our listeners to know about? Yes, yes. Um, let's see. I'm I'm really excited for 2019 because I'm launching an aspect of my business called Cinnamon and Chocolate. And uh, really, our mission is to educate, motivate, and inspire 1 million black and brown working women and mothers over 35 to really live a healthy and empowered and awakened life. For me, I've come to see after practicing for over 15 years that Women of color usually experience various unique factors that impact their health, um, including racism and cultural and familial stress that other women do not experience. And I really wanted to um, speak to and address those challenges and take a stand for these women in becoming more health empowered, um, support them emotionally, mentally, and spiritually so that they know that their concerns matter. And uh, so, yeah, so Cinnamon and Chocolate, our YouTube channel will be launching this month. 
Um, I'll be doing a series of Soul Sister pampering parties that will begin in March. And I'll also be offering some uh, monthly online workshops to help educate people, uh, these women, especially about stress and how to overcome it, um, how to be more empowered and in their lives and to, you know, have practices and, and techniques that they can utilize that are simple every day um, to live a more empowered and, and, and joyful and health, healthy life. Oh, that's wonderful. Cinnamon and chocolate. I love the title. Do you find that the cinnamon and chocolate, I'm going to stick with that term because it sounds so lovely, <laughs> so appetizing. <laughs> that the cinnamon and chocolate um, a community is less represented in the wellness, and just the wellness lifestyle. Do you, do you see uh, that? Yes, yes, absolutely, and I think that that's that's one of that's one of the concerns that I was seeing is that uh, black and brown communities are less trusting um, of uh, the medical establishment um, that they were underrepresented in the conversation around wellness and holistic healing um, and just feeling like you know they had issues that didn't seem to be spoken to in terms of their direct. Uh, experience in their lives that they were seeing and the, the, what may be uh, provided for other women was not necessarily speaking to what it is that they were feeling really personal um, about or what they felt like they could not share because it was going to come across as being misunderstood or um, not as significant or um, too much too much maybe because there's so many layers to it. So I do see that they've been underrepresented or feeling that they are not um, seeing themselves within the wellness space. And I think that is important that even though maybe individually with individual practitioners they are, but when I look at the bigger picture, um, it's not, not represented quite as much as it, it should be. Yeah, I, I see that too. And you know, some of it I think is fear-based too for, for people of color. I, I, I'm going back to a conversation that I had with someone regarding a diet change for health reasons. And one of the things that she shared with me is that as she did all of her Google searching for a diet that would comply with her autoimmune disease that she had been recently diagnosed with, she said all of the recipes, she couldn't find anything that addressed the type of culture that she was from. And mm. she said, not only was she having to learn to eat differently, and she was okay with that, but it was so foreign. It was nothing in her in her ethnicity. <laughs> there was just no foods, and I thought, yeah. well, you know, that can be challenging, and 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 it can really speak to a person not sticking with something, especially if she's preparing food for a family that eats yeah. certain type of ethnic food, and even yeah. when you're trying to eat healthier. For your disease state, you would like to have recipes that incorporated some of the spices or just the type of food that you eat. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think that that is really important to to, and this is why when I'm in my you know within my practice, I provide people with individualized, you know, personalized plans for them specifically because I see this. You know, you can't give uh, one remedy for everything. And so if you are an African-American woman, you're a Latino woman, you are an uh, Indian woman, you are uh, a Caribbean woman, and you are in an environment where this is what we have accessible to us, and then you say go and get quinoa, 
right? Like, <laughs> I, I mean, it, right. it, 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 you know, for some people, they might say, well, I don't even know what that is, nor is it available in my market, right? So you do have to look at what is available to people because truly when it comes to health, health remedies and uh, supplements and uh, healthy foods are available all over the world. And so looking at how those, what's in their space can be um, accessible to them so that they can utilize. And you also have to take into consideration, um, uh, you know, economics in, in various parts of the world as well, right? That, that who can, there is no whole food necessarily and uh, you know there's there is not one in Grenada or <laughs> or one in in uh, Ghana so we're talking about what is available to them and so that's that's very key to feeling like well wait a minute are you speaking to me and if you're not speaking to me why should I even try exactly so you're it's, it definitely sounds like your organization cinnamon and chocolate is going to address that so that everyone is invited to the table the conversation is inclusive and the remedies are inclusive and the lifestyle embraces everybody and i think that's totally just absolutely wonderful so we're, we're yeah. getting towards the end of our show and i want to say this that the name of the show is everyday peace with dr Draymond james and i would love it if you would tell us one or two practices that you recommend for our listeners that they could do to increase their experience their everyday peace experience to mm. aid in, to aid in their spiritual health now Absolutely. You know, and i know the practice is, is is personalized but if they could go away with one or two things that they could incorporate in their lifestyle today yes uh for me it's prayer and meditation and exercise um I, I feel that my relationship with the divine is the key factor in every area of my life and that without that relationship as sort of the, the, the force of, of what I do, why I do it, and um, what it is that I want to create in the world, I would uh, be disgruntled about maybe what I see in the world. Um, and so it helps me to see the goodness of the of God. And exercise is so important to de-stress. You know, it gets those endorphins going. It helps you to, to release the tension that may be in my body personally. And so I, I make sure that I exercise four days a week. And um, whether it's running or um, riding a bike or just, just doing boot camps, I just I find it it's very important for me, and I just encourage every listener to to incorporate some form of exercise that that you enjoy into your life, and to to pray because prayer changes things. It brings about oh, miracles. That is absolutely. I couldn't have said that any better than myself. I, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. I want to tell our listeners that as I, a doctor of pharmacy, I have pharmacy. I've been practicing for over 28 years, and I know, like I know, I wouldn't tell you if it wasn't so, that in addition to everything that you're doing to keep your physical body in shape, the, when you yeah. incorporate some type of time in your day, five minutes even, two minutes even, if you can't speak out any more of that, but the commitment and the consistency makes a difference to spend time with the creator. Yeah. Just as yeah. This is cast all your cast all your burdens there. Do that. Just go and dump. So you don't keep all that stuff hinged up inside of you. One of the things I love to do is walk in nature and just talk out loud. 
<laughs> just yes. let it go in the yes. world. Yes. <laughs> Nature is key. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, you know, stay away from her. But it's so important that we release and don't keep it in. That is essential to self-care. Yes. Self-care is an expression of self-love. And I'm super excited to tell you all, I want our listeners, if, if there's anybody who is in the sacramental area to really listen closely to this announcement that I'm going to make here right now, that January 26, 2019, I, along with three other wonderfully talented women will be in Sacramento, California for our first ever self-love explosion where we'll be discussing issues just like this. How do you care for yourself? How do you create such a loving internal side inside? You're just loving yourself so much till it flows over. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.